What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wow, wow, wow. What a time to be alive, y'all. Obviously, I went through a lot the last hour trying to get this stream up. Yes, my mics went out. Yes, my cam link. I have a backup. The backup didn't work. This is brand new, okay? The one that I have on is the one that I dropped last game and then dropped on the floor of the Golden One Center on the court. And that's the entire issue with it fuzzling out. But it happens, y'all. I appreciate the patience. I apologize. Equipment, technology is crazy. It's beautiful when it works and it's extremely disappointing and frustrating when it doesn't. Right now I'm using a, a Rode mic that I use just for B-roll, you know, when you're just recording things and you want some SFX stuff. Not the best of mics, but it's working nonetheless. And like I said in the Instagram story, my expensive uh, Sony horseshoe, gone. The mics, Sennheiser, gone. Don't know what the hell happened. But nonetheless, again, man, hit the like button. Uh, the link is right here. We'd love to talk to you guys. Hopefully it doesn't fizzle out. If it does, you know, put it in the chat. I'll be more aware of it right now. Huge shout out to Medici Sacramento as well, right across the Golden One Center. The perfect spot to go tonight, Friday night. Light the beam. Right now, Sacramento is scintillating with passion, with excitement, and we all love it, man. And as I was saying in the first stream, y'all really thought the Kings were gonna lose this game. That's crazy. The NBA world wanted seven games. And we got the seventh game, Sunday. What a time to be alive. Again, huge shout out to Medici Sacramento, right across the Golden One Center, best pizza in Sacramento. I'm literally scared to move, man, because if I move the little cam link thing, it's gonna fizzle everything out. But I appreciate you guys joining the live conversation. Again, make sure you guys let me know in the comments below if it fizzles out. Uh, that way we can, I can just move it like an antenna, uh, it seems like. So I'm going to try to get this new one for the next one. Try to get this installed and ready to rock and roll because this one seems like I really dropped it pretty damn hard. But again, what a time to be alive. The Sacramento Kings saved their season tonight. All they need is one more game to advance. I don't know what the score is for the LA Lakers. Let's find out. As a matter of fact, I'm super curious to see who was winning in this game. The Lakers are up 59-45, and as I told so many of you guys that both favorites were not going to cover in tonight's game. The Warriors were seven-point favorites. They actually dropped to six and a half. 
uh, as uh, uh, close to the tip-off, right? So the Warriors ended up being six and a half point favorites. They were seven and a half for the majority of yesterday, for the majority of today. And then the Lakers were, what, four and a half, five maybe point favorites. Both favorites were not gonna cover, man. And I keep going back to that. And that's why I put $500 on the Kings today. You know what I'm saying? Like, I knew they would cover the game and I knew they would win the game. So I definitely put my, my money where my mouth is. And I'm just excited to, to see the team perform at such a high level. De'Aaron Fox was incredibly him. There's no other way of explaining it because the amount of toughness that he showed to continue to play through all the adversity early on. And he said at the half, like, I'm not blaming that. That's just me being sloppy. But he did other things to impact his game. And it was offensively. He literally played an all-NBA defensive uh, type of game today. Like, he was masterful. He was staying down. He was locked into the game plan. He was scrappy. He was staying down fundamentally sound. He had the discipline to not bite on Steph Curry's shots and just stay with him, make life very difficult. De'Aaron Fox is him, man. That dude, again, besides SGA, name me another point guard with those two, SGA and Fox's elite offensive game that take on the challenge defensively and they try to guard the other team's best player or second best player. Because Fox has done that. He's taken on a challenge of guarding Steph Curry, chasing his ass around the court, which is extremely difficult to do. He's taken on a challenge to guard Andrew Wiggins. He doesn't fear anybody. That is a true competitor, just like a Jimmy Butler, man. That guy is just him. There are just certain individuals in the world who take on the challenge to be great, that challenge themselves to be great, whether people believe in them or not. Like They go and challenge themselves to be great. That's just the way it is. That's how you know when you're great. You put the work in, you believe in your work, you believe in the process of what you've done to get to this point. De'Aaron Fox, clutch player of the year. Fox is a damn dog, man. SBW9, man. Tell him, bro. Tell him. What a time to be alive. As a matter of fact, let's take a little listen to what the king of the fourth quarter had to say in today's game. This is a smart water with an essential top. What Look are you doing? <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> what are we doing? De'Aaron James Ham, ESPN 1320. Um, game seven. Just how big is that for you guys to get this opportunity to, to learn, to grow, and, and to potentially, you know, make it out of this first round? I mean, like you said, it's, it's a big opportunity. You know, um, everybody doesn't get to experience a game seven. And not a lot of people get to experience a game seven in Sacramento. Um, but for us, I mean, coming in, coming in here, we were worried about one game, and that was tonight. Uh, we wanted to hit first, hit second, hit third, hit last. And I think we did a good job at that tonight. I think, um, especially with our pace, I feel like we were in control basically the, the entire game tonight. And um, from start to finish, I feel like this is probably the best game that we've played this year. De'Aaron, Chris Biederman, Sacramento B. Obviously, you just the mentioned the busted the ass. Game That's why he was walking and so tired. Bench points, um, points in the paint, possession game, all that stuff. You guys beat them basically in every facet. How much of a focus was the, were the little things coming into this, and, and how important were they? It was huge, especially when you're playing on the road. You know, those are the things that you really want to be able to win. Um, obviously, we can't 
expect Steph to miss three free, three free throws and Jordan to miss two free throws. I mean, those are two of the best free throw shooters in the league. But um, I think that the only critique that I really have about our game is my turnovers tonight and then uh, them shooting 35 free throws. Other than that, I feel like we could we, – we basically played a perfect game, you know, holding them to 31% from three. Obviously, Steph still shoots over 40, but I don't know how often you can really keep him under that. Uh, but other than that, I feel like limiting other guys, we did a good job at that tonight. De'Aaron, to see the guys off the – over to the left over here. Um, to see guys off the bench on the other side over. What's oh, up, buddy? You're left. Oh, yeah, my bad, my uh, bad. <laughs> uh, to see guys step up, Malik again, Trey Lyles, especially coming off the bench and playing that little small game, how big was that for you guys tonight? It was huge. I mean, obviously, that, that was an adjustment. Um, just trying to spread spread them out, you know, uh, get Kavon and, and Draymond, who roams a lot, try to, try to get them out of the paint. Um, and just attack the paint. And like you said, I mean, uh, Mike said it before, uh, there were times where we're getting too deep and they have multiple guys around us and we couldn't spray the ball out. So uh, that was a big emphasis for us tonight. And I feel like that's the reason Look that we got so many coming a, a DR Fox um, fan. He was the biggest hater. This is probably is. the best three-point shooting game that we've had. I don't, I don't, I don't remember the, the percentage for the other games, but that, that was a big reason why. Brendan Nunez, Kings Herald. Um, how have you seen Keegan grow throughout the course of this series? You know, playing all but three minutes tonight, and what does that say about? I noticed him. What, what does that say about his future in this league? I mean, I think we all know Keegan has a bright future. Um, <laughs> this being his first year, you're in a closeout game, and That's as a rookie, crazy, you're playing Keegan 45 minutes. Um, obviously, he really was. You know, though. we can talk about how he shot, but. I mean, he hit some big shots for us. He was big in the beginning of the game for us. Also having 11 rebounds. I mean, he's out there chasing uh, Clay at times. He's switching on a Steph. Like, he's doing things that you're really expecting a vet to do. Um, and he's having success. And he knows that we're going to continue to be confident in him regardless of how he's shooting. I mean, he hasn't had the best shooting series, uh, but he's had big games for us. And he knows that we're going to continue to ride with him uh, no matter what. Darren Jason Anderson, Sacramento B. Um, the the two things. Number one, um, how did the finger feel tonight? Any better? Any worse? And and then secondly, I'm curious, um, just what you guys are kind of learning about yourselves through this run to to come in here and show some resilience and and get a big win like this. Uh, I feel fine. I mean, obviously at times it's gonna hurt, but that is what it is. Um, but for us, I mean, like I said, coming into this game, you know, we knew our backs against the wall, especially right. coming in here, which this is one of the toughest places to play um, in the league. We knew that we had to do the little things. Like I said, I've said it before, this is their make or miss league. At times, you're, not, you're just not going to make shots. Uh, even in the series, I feel like we haven't shot the ball well. But we did all the little things that we felt like we needed to do uh, to put ourselves in position to win this game. And we got quality looks, and we, and we made them. So I feel like that was really the name of the game. Um, we had... Where the offensive, we had 18 offensive rebounds. You know, that's you. You're gonna have a great chance to win, even if you're not shooting the ball well. You're gonna have a great chance to win if you're getting 18 extra shots. Um, not to mention the 10 steals, their 20 turnovers. Like, uh, like Mike said, we we talk about the possession game. That's huge. 20 turnovers to, and we almost had 20 offensive rebounds. Uh, we we definitely put ourselves in position to win this game. Darren, building off of over here, uh, building off of what you just said about playing in in Chase Center, the 19-point loss is the biggest loss the Warriors have had in this building this year. Just their ninth loss this year. Do those numbers mean anything to you? Number one, and what do they say just about the resiliency of this team on the road? 
Uh, definitely. I mean, like I said, just just the little things that we did tonight. I mean, we shot 38% from three. We've shot in better. Um, we made 17 threes. We've made more. We only shot 40% from the field. We've done a lot better than that in the past. But like I said, just what we were able to do as far as the effort game uh, was big for us. And you, you, you going into another, another team's building, regardless of who you're playing against, and you have 20 offensive rebounds and force 20 turnovers, um, you'll be able to beat anybody. And with the fact that we were able to make shots tonight, we, we, we had a great chance. We had a great opportunity. It really was trash. De'Aaron, Tony Harvey, uh, NBC Sports Radio. So this game, final game, shift back to G1C on Sunday. What are you going to expect, you know, from the fans? And you know how crazy it is in that building. What do you expect from the fans in that final game? Uh, it's going to be rocking. Um, I mean, we've had, we've had loud games this year. Uh, coming out for game one, I think our guys were amazed at, at, at what was going on. But uh, going back there for game seven, I feel like, like I said before, everybody doesn't get to experience a game seven. But not a lot of people get to experience a game seven in Sacramento. So I feel like this is going to be, it, be rocking. Darren, Steve Croner from the San Francisco Chronicle. There's a lot of talk about stemming the Warriors' tides when they get on one of those runs. I thought in particular there was an instance about midway through the fourth quarter, Steph hit one of his kind of typical, how can he... Would you be interested in having an... I want, I'm curious to see what this guy had to say. From the beginning, could you tell Kerr. maybe your guys didn't really have it or was it uh, other themes in your mind right at the start? Uh, yeah, I thought uh, the Kings were the aggressor from the start, you know, putting a lot of pressure on us defensively and we didn't execute early in the game. There were... Uh, four or five plays early where um, we just took quick shots or didn't you know didn't pass the ball to the open guy and I think at halftime we had eight assists um, you know so uh, we just never got our rhythm we never got into our game um, but I give Sacramento uh, the credit uh, for that they they came out with more force and more energy and they executed better and um, so I, I they you know the right team won that's for sure they they came in and uh, and earned earned the victory and now we got to regroup and uh, get ready for game seven they, they, is there a reverb on this yeah just push it back go ahead they changed up their rotation, went smaller. Um, how did that impact the game? There it is. Well, they had momentum already before uh, they went small, just from the, the force that they were playing with and our uh, being That's in a true, rush man. offensively like, the Kings to were quick in shots. Defensively. Uh, so I thought even though shots it was, uh, we were ahead at the end after of the first the quarter, run. Too, it didn't feel but great. You know, you could you could kind of sense that. Uh, uh, you know they were getting better shots than, than we were, and, and uh, they were putting more pressure on us um, defensively. So, um, but it definitely helped them. It was a great adjustment by Mike uh, to go small and to uh, you know get uh, more space in the uh, in the half court and open up the floor a little bit. And um, you know they were able to to make 17 threes tonight, and I don't think they've made that many um, in the series. So um, they obviously having. You know, lost three in a row. Um, felt the need to to make a shift, and that was their big move tonight. And I think it really paid off. Steve Jordan obviously had the ankle issues going on earlier in the series, but how would you kind of assess his performance since? Yeah, Jordan never really got going tonight, uh, unfortunately. Um, You know, he got a little frustrated early. He had had a couple plays where he didn't get calls, and 
you know, he was trying to attack but couldn't couldn't quite um, shake free. So um, just a frustrating night for him. But, um, you know, it, it, it was a, a poor night for all of us, you know, including me. You know, we, we always say we win together, we lose together. And this was a, a team effort that Showing uh, the last includes players and coaches. And, um, There's 70 you know, people the, already the, on here. The, on the Kings outplayed us, outcoached us. Click on YouTube. Steve, just how disappointing emotionally is it? You get the get, you get the oh, you got it, you had to get. You can clinch here. You Once rarely you lose. Call in on you YouTube. can clinch at home, uh, and Come knowing on. what you've Appreciate got, if you other, lose, go what's on your YouTube disappointment right level? Now. What do you think disappointment level is in that locker room? Show the room. Uh, yeah, I mean everybody's down right now. Of course, the game just ended. So this is all part of it. You know, we've been through everything. We've won a game seven on the road before in the playoffs. Um, Yo, we know crazy, we can bro. do it. People be um, going we've on got Instagram, to regroup like and, I said, um, you know, like, get, like, kind of y'all gotta come fill here. up the cup and and get our energy uh, ready for uh, for Sunday afternoon. It's gonna be a barn burner of a game, man. Uh, as as you said, the Kings already have momentum because they set the tone early defensively. That was a beautiful thing to watch. As Fox said, they caused a turnover right from the jump. You already knew, and Draymond said it on his podcast. He said, "Them boys are coming. We got to be locked in." How smiles? They thought they were gonna close the Kings out. I'm like, "Come on, yo! Like you don't know what's coming." The Kings. I I just found it hard to believe that they were gonna lose four games in a row. One, number two, they haven't shot the ball well all series long, and they still have yet to technically shoot the ball really well up to their standards. And I get it, the playoffs very physical. But Kevin Herter woke up in the second half, and, you know, that was great to see. But he was still really bad in the first half, and Sabonis was just a shell of himself today. I mean, he started off the game well, but, like, he's not playing at the All-NBA level that he's been playing all season long. So, you have really yet to see a Sabonis game, a Kevin Herter game, even though he showed signs of that in that fourth quarter. And the Kings have won three games. See what I'm saying? And both teams can argue, well, we should be up three, one, yada, yada. Point is, they're going to game seven. The better team's going to come out on top. The first team to win four games. This has been, again, the the best first-round series in NBA history, without question. Two teams that can arguably be in the Western Conference Finals when it's all said and done. Like, these are two really, really good teams that play the right way, that play an entertainment, an entertaining type of basketball, a brand that's so entertaining that everybody loves to watch and enjoy it. Even the most recreational casual fan has enjoyed this series. The numbers back that up. It's been so fun to watch these two teams go at it. The best point guard in NBA history and Stephen Curry going up against a young rising superstar and De'Aaron Fox who plays both sides of the ball, who is extremely humble, extremely hardworking, and tough as you know what. It has been a barn burner of a match, and they haven't really seen, you know, the second best player play up to his potential in DeMontis Sabonis. Like, that just shows how much better the Kings can get. And then for the Warriors... Well, again, they disrespected the game of basketball all year long by kind of just going through the motions. So-and-so was out. It happens. This is the one team that can flip the switch, as I said before the series started. 
I gave them too much credit for it, and they've shown the signs already this series. But in the game seven, at a home, in a hostile environment, it's gonna be a hell of a game, man. It's gonna be a hell of a game. That's all. That's the only thing I know, man. I just knew that it wasn't gonna be the last time I was gonna do a show at Golden One Center the other night. I, I, I just felt it, man. I just felt that. The entire NBA world wanted a game seven in Sacramento. We saw it, man. I love that Fox finally getting the credit. Uh, he deserves all NBA. I mean, that dude is legit, bro. That guy is legit. De'Aaron Fox is so good. For him to play at this level, to show the toughness that he has, man, that is, that is amazing to watch. I encourage you guys to call in. The link is in the box. I would love to hear from some of you guys, man. I'll put the link right here. Okay. Copy V. Uh, just quick, just just quick calls. Let me know how you guys are feeling. Would love to hear from some of you guys. Appreciate all the love and support as always. Make sure you guys hit the like button. Lots of good stuff there. I'm trying not to move as much because I'm afraid that this damn cam link thing is gonna move and then we'll be all fizzled out. But so far, so good. It'll it'll show me right here. You know if it starts to fizzle out. But James, I would love for you to call for the first time and man up it's okay just say I was wrong about De'Aaron Fox De'Aaron Fox is a superstar De'Aaron Fox is him just 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 come out and say it I mean you kind of already alluded to it you said he's super humble from the narcissistic type of you know superstar that we do see in the NBA today just come out I just want to hear you say it that way we have it as a document I mean it's already documented but come say it on video man that way that way there's no there's no message lost in translation type of thing. Like, oh, well, I didn't mean... No, well, I, I want to hear from your mouth because that matters. I want you to say, you know what, Leo? You were 100% right about De'Aaron Fox. You were 1,000% right about De'Aaron Fox, and I was 1,000% wrong. That's all I want you to say. That's all I want you to say. That's it. You can come on, just say that. But for you to disrespect the entire fan base all year long... Disrespect me, thinking that I don't know what the hell I'm talking. Bro, De'Aaron Fox, SGA, the only two elite offensive point guards. The closest thing to them in terms of offensively, and let's be honest, Drew Holiday is amazing defensively, but he choked big time, and he's choked in the past in the playoffs. He's had a lot of blunders off offensively for sure. So yeah, Drew Holiday is amazing, no question about it. But to to play at such an elite level offensively and to take on the challenge defensively night in and night out that is crazy like you have to reward that you have to reward that we are getting national respect we will be in TNT and there's national TV a lot next year many Kings bandwagon fans on the way and it's okay bro send them the application the bandwagon application Y'all can sign it. Y'all can sign the apology form of De'Aaron Fox. Like, go ahead. It's okay. That's what happens when you start winning games. Like, we gonna have all those Warrior fans be Kings fans again because that's what they were at one point. You know, there's a Central Valley right in the middle. You can go that way 
or you come this way. They, they're probably going to come back this way. And it makes sense. The Kings have a brighter future. And that's a fact because they got a 26-year-old superstar that makes everybody better around him. On, on, on the fact alone that he's playing through that type of injury on his shooting hand, like that's crazy. To play at that level? Come on, yo. I said Fox is an all-star, Leo. You also said he wasn't going to average 18 points a game in the playoffs. You said he wasn't built for the playoffs. You said he sucked defensively, which is a fallacy. It is a terrible narrative that's going around. Sorry, that went around for a long time. And I kept telling you, just watch a game and just look at the analytics. He's been in the 90th percentile all year long with his perimeter defense. The analytics hate his defense overall because he's not a rim-protecting guard, which I don't want him to be. I don't want him to be that because his role is so much bigger offensive than any other guard that just has to focus on those types of things. Like guards, I'm not talking about wings specifically. There's multiple wings that are great two-way players, okay? I'm talking about specifically elite offensive guards, okay? Guys that put up 30 points a game. Guys that put up 25 to to 28 to 29 to, to 30. Guys that are extremely efficient in the mid-range, attacking the basket, and with the three. Darren Fox does all those things, and he's doing it on the biggest stage in basketball against the greatest point guard to ever live. Think about that. And Stephen Curry don't want to take on that challenge of trying to guard Darren Fox. They're trying to hide Steph Curry. And the fact that the Kings were finally hunting his ass today, that was a great sign. I kept saying all series long, both Tyson and I, if he's going to put Jordan Poole or Stephen Curry on HB, post him up. If they taking away your DHOs, okay, we'll find the mismatch. There are mismatches to be had. That's just a fact. And... The adjustment wasn't posting up HB, which could have been one of the adjustments. The adjustment was to attack Looney and whoever that was by going small. So I respect uh, at least the fact that Coach Brown was like, you know what? I got to change something up. I got to change something. Now, now, I didn't agree with, with TD playing because just because you play hard doesn't mean that you're actually good. Just because you play hard doesn't mean that you played well. Okay. Let me reiterate that again. Just because you play hard doesn't mean you played well. He had his moments that were positive, but to me, he had more negative moments today. He gave up a lot of points. He turned the ball over way too much, which is what he's done the entire season. Yeah, he he had that great game on TNT. He's he has his rare moments. That's that's the type of player he is. But in this type of magnitude of a game, even a guy like Edwards, who again is a little bit younger than him. Maybe it might be like a year and a half young. I don't know how many years. Maybe, maybe two years younger. He fits a lot better with the profile that he has in terms of a skill set. Solid rebounder for for his size. Solid defender for his size. That would make more sense. But yet again, I would have played Harrison Barnes with Trey Lyles in that small ball lineup. You get more rebounding. You got more scoring. You got more versatility. I didn't understand it from that. Again, when you win, it's all gravy, right? But if 
you're gonna rock with that lineup again you need hp in that lineup because hp especially at home he's shown that he can be really solid for you he set the tone early with that massive dunk that was fun to watch don mitchell my brother man uh the grizzlies ain't gonna win this game bro but i was you know i, I was thinking to myself man if they play the Grizzlies, I'm fine. I'm flying to Memphis to go sit with you courtside, bro. For real, though. Barnes only 15 minutes. T doesn't get those minutes if Fox com is completely healthy. I'm just saying, in that small ball lineup, I would have preferred to see HB instead of TD. HB not going to turn the ball over like that because he don't have those tendencies to want to score every single time. Like he'll take what the defense gives him, which is what I like about Harrison Barnes, and. TD has the tendencies to want to shoot every time he gets a chance. Like, it, like if he sees a basket, he gonna shoot the damn ball. Th th that's just the way it is. <laughs> like, that's just the way it is. Right. My heart beats talent. Uh, heart beats talent day in and day out. Disagree with this take. And that's fine. Just because you play hard doesn't mean you play well. That's all I'm saying. Him playing hard doesn't mean it was good for the team. He turned the ball over in critical moments that could have led the other way. And just because the Warriors didn't capitalize on it, again, doesn't make it a good thing, brother. Like, they got lucky that the Warriors didn't capitalize on those turnovers. And that's just the reality of things. Like, it could have gone south, and Mike Brown stuck with him. Respect. And one thing we can say is that Mike Brown stuck with Kevin Hurts today. And... I was saying it myself, and Millions and Keefans were saying to themselves, like, take this dude out. He said, nah, I'm going to roll with them. The Warriors don't want a Kevin Herter if he's making shots on the court. And he made some big-time threes. The first one in the corner, and then the second one, I think it was on top of the key, I think. But those were huge to extend the lead to double digits and just kept it there. Coach Brown went with what he knows. <laughs> Sometimes that could be the demise of a coach because all you know is, you know, playing so-and-so and so. That's what got me to 48 wins. And, and then you got guys like Steve Kerr who says, I will make the adjustment to want to win the series. And that's what he was doing. Like to me, up to this point, up to game six, Steve Kerr was out coaching Mike Brown. Make no mistake about it. And again, that's not a knock. That's not a slight on him. That just shows the experience of a of a head coach who's been there, have done that in this type of position, in this type of role. My ground was a part of that team, obviously. He was his assistant. But to be in this position now, being the, the uh, head honcho and making those type of decisions, he hasn't been in, that, in, in this type of role. In a long, long time. Seven years to be exact. So, and actually more um, the last time that, so, so the last time he was actually really good was with the Cavs and, you know, the Cavs were in like deep playoff runs, but it's been a long time. And it's not the same being an assistant regurgitating whether you're the defensive coordinator or offensive coordinator, certain plays and making the right decisions, making the right subs, like, those are key moments and up to this point he he was out coached by steve kerr make no mistake about that and, and again i love mike brown and he's the best coach in the nba this year that's why he won coach of the year that we got to keep it a stack 
Steve Kerr has, was, was out coaching him on every level. Steve Kerr saw that they needed to get a little bit younger. They, they saw that he didn't have enough shooting. So he put Draymond on the bench and he put, you know, Moody Moore. That game three, Kaminga came in he, and he just dominated. Like, there are certain things that he did to really hurt the Kings. Right? They, they really have done a great job on Kevin. Like, it's okay to, to criticize a guy that you love. Like, it don't mean that you're not happy with them. It just means that this is what has transpired the last... Before this game. Three, four, five. The last three games. That's just a fact. And it's okay. He had enough time to learn and make tough decisions and go with something different. Because that's what he did today. He went with something different. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Like, it's okay to make some changes and get a little bit crazy with it, man. You're on the on 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 the verge of being eliminated and going home. Like sometimes you gotta do a little bit different things just to shake things up a little bit. Not anything drastic. Like he hasn't changed his starting lineup or anything like that. But he might have to. I mean, people were like, y'all have to change. He's like, I'm going to go with what I know. And to be honest, like, I was against changing the starting lineup. I mean, even, even early on when, when Keegan wasn't playing well, I was telling people, like, relax. He does other things. And same with Kevin. Like, you still got to guard him out there. Whether he's struggling or not, like, Teams are still, the Warriors specifically, are, are still staying home on him. They're still crashing hard. They're still contesting his shots. They're still playing him very, very physical. Like, they're not out there leaving him wide open. Now, the Kings have had the most looks that, that have been open. Like, they've had the most quality looks out of anybody in the playoffs. And that's what I keep telling you guys. But... It's just part of basketball. Like you're, like you're going to struggle. You're going to struggle. How do you face adversity? How do you respond to those things? That's what really matters, y'all. That's what really matters. Billy, great win by the Kings. Yes, sir, man. Yes, sir. Hurdy gets going. My goodness, the Kings will run them out of the Golden Ones. And I promise you, facts. That's a fact. Siakam has a very good playoff record. And never disappears in the playoffs. Barnes, 15 minutes uh, is the best adjustment I have ever seen. I don't agree with that at all. They just haven't used him correctly. <laughs> like I said, like if you're going to have Steph Curry on him, if you're going to have Jordan Poole on him, and just hide those two players and not utilize Harrison Barnes' skill set, that's bad coaching, period. That is bad coaching. You got to be able to expose those matchups. If they're going to make you pay on one side, you got to make them pay on the other. You got to make them pay on the other, period. 100%, bro. Different players. Imagine how good Siakam would be playing for the Kings. He would be a perfect fit for the Kings. No, the perfect fit for the Kings would be OG, not Siakam. Siakam, I, like, I wouldn't be mad at it, but the fact that he makes so much money would be detriment to this team. Like, it just wouldn't make sense. 
OG would be on a cheaper contract. He's the better fit without question. 3 and D. Elite defenders what this team needs. They don't need a Siakam on this team, bro. The, the Kings can score at will against anybody. What they need to do is have an elite defender like an OG. Who can, again, we can go small and go with OG at the 5. Oh, yeah. Like, that would be dangerous as hell. Because now you got all shooting all over the court. Like, you put a lineup of, you know, Trey and OG out there with all shooters. <sighs> Come on, bro. I'll say this. From game one through game four, there's been two days rest in between games. Now that it's one day turnaround, I think it catches up to them and very much plays in, in the Kings' advance. 100%. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 100%. Two days rest between games uh, when we were down the street from each other is ridiculous. So, yeah, it's definitely catching up to the Warriors. I mean, you, you, you saw it today, but at the same time, you saw the sense of urgency from the Kings. You saw them just lock in defensively, just be extremely physical, and I'm glad that the refs let them play through it. I, I really am. And the fact that they missed that elbow... The guy was standing right there, and to miss that elbow on Sabonis, like Looney effed him up bad. Like, he, like I, I wasn't aware that he was facing uh, Tank Davis today. You know what I'm saying? Like, he really effed him up. Like, his eye was swollen. No call. Like, not even a technical foul, man. Like, that's, that's just ridiculous. It's just comes to show how much of an advantage that it's been Warriors a whole series, man. Not game five. Warriors went out fair and square. But game four, holy cow. Game one and two was definitely in favor of the Warriors. They tried to give them those games, and the King said no. Game three, there's a lot of questionable calls as well. The Kings have been the aggressor the whole series. Malik Monk has been the one guy that has attacked religiously, relentlessly, and has been so fun to watch because he has... Yeah, he he has settled for some of the shots, but for the most part, he's attacked so hard. And you love to see it because the Kings haven't had that type of player besides Fox, and even Fox don't really attack like he does like that. Malik Monk is very, very aggressive. When he attacks the rim. Like he he's seeking contact. Which has been fun to watch. Which has been fun to watch. I agree OG would be a great fit also on the Kings. I think Siakam's speed for a power forward and his motor would combine with Fox. Uh and and wearing other teams down. I think OG would be unlocked on the Kings and would be a lot better than what he's shown. 
OG has certain skill sets that would benefit him a lot playing on this team in, in, in this type of an offense as opposed to a dribble, 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 selfishly pass, Van Vliet, try to do it himself, pass, everybody's just watching and standing around. Like, you can't exponentially ask a player to be at their best when you have an offense like that. Like, you can't maximize OG in the Raptors offense because it's shit. Like, it's hard to to really see what the value in him is offensively because he just looks like shit because the offense is shit. So you put him on this offense, you're going to see a different version of him. A version that's maximized to its potential on this team. So... That's why OG would be so much better than, than Siakam. ESPN commentators were saying how many calls the Warriors are getting exactly. I mean, they're getting a lot of calls, man. So many fouls on the dubs were committing against the Kings were not being called 100%. Especially, again, man. How do you not give just just a, a technical foul, even though it's you can't go back because you, you haven't played the play? Like, come on, bro. Like, one mistake doesn't warrant another mistake. Just because you missed the call the first time don't mean that you can't rectify that call. Like, go call the technical foul, and then that's it. Like, he got elbowed in the eye, in the eye socket. Now, if that was Draymond Green, they would have threw a fit. I mean, it would have been ugly. It would have been super ugly. Leo Siakam is not in his ideal role. Obviously, I know Siakam's not a number one, and that's how he's been featured the last two years. I understand that. But the reality is, on this team, if you remove this season, OG had so much success shooting from that corner, shooting from beyond the arc just in general. What was he at? 38 39%? 40%? Like you're 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 going to have an OG on steroids on in this type of an offense in this type of a free flowing offense, OG coming off DHOs, downhill, off of great screens from Sabonis, holy cow, I mean that's just a different type of beast, bro. And again, eighty five percent of the value is defensively, but offensively, just let Fox and Sabonis do the thing, man. Just sit in that corner. And just be ready to shoot the ball. Or cut from the weak side. Because, again, there's movement all over the court. Just look at how Keegan Murray plays. He don't stop moving. He's scutting. He's making the defense react. Like, in that offense, in the Raptors' offense, everybody just stands around like idiots just watching the ball. And, again, I told you guys from the very beginning that was Nick Nurse. Like, Nick Nurse had to go. And so many of y'all were just so scared because he won the title. I'm like, it has nothing to do with it. I, I love Nick Nurse, okay? And just like I love Mike Brown. But sometimes you just got to call call them out for what it is, man. Like, they get paid millions of dollars. They're not on food stamps, okay? They get paid millions of dollars to be praised or to be criticized, okay? It's one or the other. And too many Raptor fans were afraid to criticize Nick Nurse early. I wasn't one of those people. I would go on, on, on Rob's pod, Canyon's pod, whatever it is, and I would say the exact same thing. The root of the issue is 
Nick Nurse allowing Fred Van Vliet to be Fred Van Vliet and allowing Siakam to be Siakam. That's a fact, bro. Go back to everything that I was saying. I get it. There is still a lot of play in terms of, oh, we might make the plane, we might make the playoffs early on. I understand that. But the reality is that Nick Nurse was a huge problem. He, he wasn't the biggest problem, but he was a huge problem in enabling Van Vliet to do Van Vliet things. And that was unfortunate to see. Fox out played Curry again. Facts. I mean, Darren Fox is just him, bro. Why are we talking to rappers? They all fishing. That's true. They out there in Cancun, baby. They out there in Cancun. We're just saying, who who would be a better fake Kings fans? OG or Siakam? Put the comments below. I, I've I've already explained. I, I got, like I said, either or would be nice, but one player would definitely be a lot nicer on this team. And as I said, if OG was on this team, I would have no, literally no doubt that they'd be in the finals. Now, would they beat the Celtics in the finals? Probably not, but. I would have no doubts that if the Kings had OG right now with this exact roster, which is a hypothetical because obviously you would need to get rid of some people to make that work, they would be in the finals. But I have no question about like no doubts about that whatsoever. He ain't got a dribble. He ain't got a dribble on this on this team, bro. You don't see Keegan dribbling. Like, you don't see Kevin dribbling much. Like, they're coming off of screens, brother. Going downhill. <laughs> like, literally, like, Clay ain't dribbled his whole damn life. And look at him. He's part of the Splash Brothers. Great shooter ever. You ain't got to dribble in this type of an office. That's what I'm. That's what you don't understand, bro. This is about maximizing player skill sets. Okay? I keep telling you that, man. I keep telling you that. You don't need to dribble in this offense. You let Sabonis and you let your superstar player point guard do the dribbling for you. And you let those two guys get you open looks. Light the beam, baby. Light the beam, Vince. Need that wing defender who can shoot OG. Big facts. Big facts, man. What a time to be alive. Let's, let's look at what... Um, let me see. Here's to see who who else has spoken. Who else has spoken today? Nobody. Let me see. Okay, so I'm curious to see what Steph Curry had to say. Uh, what what game six Clay had to say? Let me see what game six Clay had to say. Okay. Let's see what game six Clay had to say real fast. <laughs> Let's see what game six Clay has to say real quick. Uh, I'm curious to see what he got to say. Clay, after game five, you guys obviously were feeling good. You had kind of you'd won a road game, 28 straight time. What's the level of disappointment to not finish this off at home, knowing you got a quick turnaround for game seven? It's on the road again. What's the emotion right now? Um. Well. When I said uh, I was best one of the season on Game Five, this was probably the worst loss of the season. But um, I mean, there's no time to hang our heads. 
Uh, I didn't play very well tonight. Three turnovers, minus 28 is awful. Um, luckily for us, we still have another crack at it, and I still have absolute belief in this team that we can go get it done on the road. It will be a tall task, but we are Man, up for the, it. And the attitude is different now. That's crazy. Respond. He's defeated. I have two questions for you. The first, you know, Steve talked about how he was Clay really sounds to defeated, bro. Be ready for the level of aggression that the Kings were going to be playing with the desperation. Do you feel that you were, you guys were ready for that? I mean, I don't think so. We let them get out to an 8-0 lead, and we had a lot of miscommunication on in transition. Too many easy layups for them. They beat us up on the boards. So uh, it's up to us to go to Sacramento and do everything we did tonight, but opposite. And <laughs> I, I know we will respond. I just holy know cow! This team. Like I he, know these guys have played. He at the sounds level defeated. I know what we're capable of, and we will respond like the champions we are. Come Sunday. My second question, as a fellow shooter, as a mentor to a young guy like Jordan, what do you tell him? You know, when he's having a game like this where it's just not falling. He really uh, was drenched. We've all been there. Like I've had terrible slumps during the playoffs, Olympics at the highest level. Jordan's only 23 years old. Like we all, we lose as a team, we win as a team. So it wasn't on just JP tonight. I mean. He can come out and get 30 effortlessly on Sunday. So you just got to keep his confidence up. I've never seen Clay this down ever. And he helped us win a championship last year. And if we want to do that again, he will do the same this year. So it's up to just up to us to come in with the right mindset on Sunday and empty the clip. Clay, uh, the energy level seemed kind of low uh, in the building with the team. And I'm just wondering, do you think it had anything to do with the, the time of the game, the quick turnaround? Is, is there anything you can do to combat that? You have less than 48 hours turnaround this time. Yeah, I just uh, realized that we, uh, we're trying to defend our throne. And, you know, we're human. We've had plenty of bad losses on this dynastic run we've been on. But this is not the fourth loss of a series. This is the third and it's the first of four. So we're right there and we know we can go get one on the road. And uh, as a basketball player, especially an NBA player, you see you uh, cherish moments like the one we have coming up as far as the game seven in the playoffs. I know I will and I know the rest of the guys will. Clay, how would you kind of just summarize how big Moses has been off the bench so far in this series? He's seemingly ready whenever his number's called. He's Moses been has been better than, than, his rebounding, than uh, his Jordan Poole has. I mean, I love Mo. He's a true pro, and, and you never guess he was 20 or 21 years old, whatever he is. And I know he'll make big contributions going forward. But, uh, yeah, Mo's just been ready, and that's what you ask of a young player, just to stay ready. Clay, um, the Kings uh, appear to have uh, made an adjustment, um, specifically the um, small ball. Uh, did, did you guys um, have a little trouble with that, or was there something else there that you know was causing issues? Well, I mean, based off the 20-point loss, I think there is a safe answer of yes. But uh, the playoffs are all about adjustments, and we'll make the necessary adjustments to win the game on Sunday. 
Clay, what, what do you remember about that Game 7 on the road in Houston, uh, 2018? That's uh, the only time you've had a Game 7 on the road. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've been a part of a couple games. I mean, a few games. No, we had a Game 7 in, against the Clippers that we lost in 2014. Yeah, that one. Steve error, but yeah. Um, but uh, I remember it was just a gutsy performance by Steph, by Kevin, Draymond. Nick Young hit a big bucket. I mean, I was in foul trouble, but... Stay ready, hit some big buckets to the end. I just remember how hostile the environment was. You know, they wanted to see their team go to the finals for the first time since probably, I think, 94 it was. And uh, it's going to be the same type of environment on Sunday, but we've been through it all and we know what to expect. And we would like to come out on top. Jesus, that guy sounds defeated. Oh, my goodness. Uh, okay, so... Let's see what, what what Steph had to say, because I am I am very curious. Um that's crazy. That I, I, I was not expecting that from Clay. I, I really wasn't. That is wild. Clay really sounds defeated. Right? Here we go. If just from observing you not look like the energy level was real big from you guys, from the crowd at all, and that definitely the Kings had more energy. Did you feel that? Was it just a little flat for you guys in the beginning? Fox, I was a little offensive once I got a trouble. I double. mean, we didn't execute the way we wanted to. I don't know how it, it looked on the court. Obviously, you're in the fight and you're trying to, you know, bring that competitive spirit knowing how tough a closeout game is and knowing that they were going to play with a lot of desperation. Um, we just had a lot of kind of mental errors, um, and they took advantage of it and grabbed momentum early. I don't know if that was an energy thing or a focus thing or whatever it was, um, but you have to be able to learn those lessons quick because we put ourselves in a situation where um, – we have to be the team that's playing with desperation, obviously on the road in a game seven. And um, there's a lot of belief that we can do that. There's a lot of belief in every single guy that's going to be out there on the it floor. It don't sound like it. We can make the necessary adjustments. <laughs> and if it is an energy thing, you know, that's something that you can control and, and correct it. So um, you got to embrace the challenge of what. It's uh, going to be hard. It's going to be up for grabs. I'm just saying, um, like, for them to sound like this right now. That's, that's to really surprising to me. They Go ahead. Knowing how much you guys wanted to win this game and close it out, being at home, how concerned are you that some of the things you just mentioned were not where they needed to be to win the game? I mean, a loss exposes a lot of things because, you know, when you go look at the film and you, you, you know, see – where the improvements need to be made, like you got to be honest with yourself around what it was. So, I, like, I felt like we were all um, on the same page yesterday when we were kind of preparing for the game and understand what the task at hand was. Just didn't do it. So, I'm not concerned at all. It's just you know the 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 playoffs um, presents a lot of challenges and a lot of different scenarios you find yourself in, and you know the great teams figure it out. And 
you know, that's the opportunity that's in front of us. I keep saying it's an opportunity because we have another game to play. We we allowed ourselves, you know, at least that. And now we have to, you know, <clears throat> again, take advantage of, you know, the, the get right game and, and knowing how, how hostile that environment is going to be, come with the right focus, come with the right mentality. And like I said, I got the utmost faith that we can do it. Yeah, I got I got two quick. Um, they they went small and spread it out. Um, how did that you know really kind of change the environment of the series? How did that affect the game? And they made some uh, some nice adjustments to to try to like you said sp- give their their guards that uh, you know Fox Monk give them space to to try to drive. Um, Keegan got loose early. Herder hit some shots you know late. Um, and it was a different look, so they have the ability to do that with certain personnel, and you know they push those buttons and it works. So we have to be able to make the adjustments because you assume it's going to be the same um, or a, a similar vibe. So you know that's the fun part about you know a series. You see a little bit of everything, and uh, that's why there's seven games. They're, they've also been pretty transparent about they're just trying to run. Uh, as much as possible, uh, you know, and these now at the end of the series, it's, it's a lot shorter between games, including, you know, 1230 tip Sunday. Um, was there any extra fatigue today with the style of play of the series and also obviously a much quicker turnaround? I mean, uh, most I'm pretty sure you had to ask everybody individually. It felt great and know we can keep up with that pace if we play with, you know, our brains at the same time and uh, understand how we can be effective on on the defensive end, you know, not turn the ball over, and you know, just connect the game a little bit better than we did tonight. Um, it's very indicative of just whatever was was lacking. First play of the second half, nobody got matched up. Keegan Murray's wide open for three. Like that's not pace thing. That's just being connected. So um, those are the little things you're gonna have to fix if. We want to get out of the series, and I know we can. Steph, what do you say to someone like Jordan right now? We need him, and he's more than capable, and he's shown you know the ability to impact games. And uh, no, the quick, biggest quick, quick, this is gonna be a this is gonna be. I'm gonna pause this because I got one of my brothers on here, man. My boy Joe Morgan. Give me a sec to put him on the screen real fast. What a time to be alive. Say hello and how are you feeling? My man, Joe Morgan. What's up, brother? With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I can't hear you. Uh-oh. Did I mute you? Okay, you... Actually... There we go. I think I'm good now. Uh, right. Yeah, I didn't know what I was <laughs> logging into here, so I didn't know I was checking in with you but um that was hey. a great game bro that was a fun thing to watch how I don't, do you feel I don't... bro this is amazing isn't it what what did i tell you though in text so you said we'd get to a game seven you said it would turn out good but you know again 
remember that I was out of the country for the first handful of games. So uh, <laughs> I haven't I haven't been in a good place to watch all this. I was literally in the center of the ocean with no uh, signal. And I have like a little GPS thing that tells my wife where I'm at. And I'm right. texting back and forth trying to get live updates like in the middle of the freaking Pacific Ocean. So, yeah, I'm, you know, it's, it was nice to come home and watch one where they won because, yeah, that was painful the other night. My goodness. A question for you. Do you think Steve Kerr benches Jordan Poole for a guy like Moody? Man, I don't know. I, I, again, I haven't watched the whole series. I, like I said, I was getting, I was literally watching text updates of the games. So I don't know how he's playing right now. But it, it I don't know, man. This, this, this is getting so physical. I don't think he's going to bench anybody because half of the team's going to be on fouls. <laughs> Everybody was in fours and fives the last couple games. Right, right, man. It's just been so fun to watch, and I'm just glad that you that you actually got a chance to, to watch it in your house today and feel the oh, excitement. Um, I just love the fact that Warrior fans left so early and you started to hear the uh, Light the Beam chants at Chase so you know, Center. You know what you didn't hear either is I had to leave. There was like three minutes left in the game, and I'm trying to watch it on my phone because uh, my, my son had a football game tonight. Right. So we're leaving the house watching it on our phones, like, you know, it just pathetic. It's like, yeah, nutty. But. It's it's all good, bro. I just appreciate you calling. I just wanted to see your beautiful face, man. Uh, <laughs> say hello, obviously. Just wanted to feel your excitement, man, because you've been a low fan for a long time, bro. And it's just, it's just fun to finally see, you know, the uh, loyal Kings fans have something to celebrate because it's been so fucking long. Bro, 19 <laughs> years since a home playoff win. 19 years. Half of the people in the like arena weren't alive. Like, it's crazy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's people who are celebrating tonight who weren't alive the last time this happened. Like, it's just absolutely – it's crazy. But it's, it's nice to see. And I'll tell you what, I, I'm – you want to talk about feeling confidence after a well, I, I, again nineteen point win, whatever the hell it turned out to be, um, and then to go home to Golden One, rock. I mean, my confidence level is pretty high right now. You know, I, I mine that. is too. <laughs> like, I'm just trying not to jinx anything, but it feels pretty, pretty, pretty good. To that's how they felt though. The, like, like, like that's how the Warriors fell after beating us in Game Five, going to Game Six. You know, potentially four in a row. But that's really hard to do, especially when you're a good team like the Kings. Like to, to, to beat a team four teams to, to beat a team four times in a row, that's hard to do. So now it's gonna be up for grabs, like who's gonna get to the fifty fifty ball, right? Like those are the things where the Kings have lost a battle except for tonight. Can they continue to be physical? Can Sabonis give us a damn Sabonis game? That would be key, and if he does, that'll give him a win. And and can Herder come back and learn to shoot because I know he's had a rough couple days and man when you get out of your rhythm it's so hard to get back he hit that one three like late in the game and I thought yeah. okay he's he's back so he ended on a good note day he can... <laughs> right Kevin Herder ended on a good note so let's let's hope that but he yeah, continues hopefully <laughs> hopefully he gets that little shake off because man it's like man when you're a shooter and you miss just just a couple times and you get in your own head and you can't get out of it. And and hopefully that, that kind of shook it off. Sabonis catching that thing to his eye today. That was a little shaky. Um, hopefully that, you know, doesn't swell up to the point where it's, you know. Oh but God. there's there's a lot of stuff hey. going on. But 
He better play with the damn eye patch on. I don't care what happens. Bro, and the the kids on the bench are pulling it out. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's been I don't know. It's fun to watch. That's all I can say. Just it's really really fun to watch because this team has been painful for a long time. So, you know, watching them uh, when when the stars are having a rough night and you get guys off the bench who are coming in and and running it all, you're like, mm-hmm. okay, well, they got six seventh men like. This is outstanding. It's fun to watch. First time in a long time. But, yeah, brother, I appreciate you calling in, brother. Thank you so much. All right, dude. Have a good one. I'll talk to you later. All right, big dog. Great stuff there, my guy, my brother, Joe Morgan, man, ex-military. I mean, this dude is the real deal. My guy, Joe Morgan, is the real deal. Very good friend of mine. Uh, To answer the question, though, do I think that he benches uh, pool? That's a good question, bro. I... I would bench pool, but for the betterment of the Kings, I hope they don't bench pool. <laughs> uh, he struggled last year in the playoffs. He's just struggling. And he, he really is, and he's a liability defensively, and that's what I'm saying where you, you you have a guy that's struggling offensively, which is where he's supposed to be good at. you got to be able to expose that and not allow the Warriors to just hide him in the corner. Like if he's guarding Harrison Barnes, put Harrison Barnes in the post and allow him to go to work. He'll take care of him. He'll put him in foul trouble and give the Kings a great chance to win that game. Whether it's Steph Curry, whether it's, I'm not gonna say Clay Thompson because Clay's pretty strong, but not many dudes on that team can guard Harrison Bournes in the post. Expose that matchup, make him pay for it. Make him pay for having a guy like that on the court, man. Do not allow them to hide these types of weak defenders. If they're going to make you pay for it offensively, make make them pay for it defensively as well. And Moody has been solid. Moody's been really good. I, I'm surprised that they haven't played him more. Moody would be a great fit with the Kings. That's a guy that I would look at to try and trade for uh, if he becomes available this summer. They're going to make a lot of big decisions, you know. With, with Draymond up in the air, we'll see what happens there. But it's going to be interesting to see. But uh, my question for you is: Will they light the beam on Sunday? The Kings will light the beam on Sunday. Yes, they will light the beam on Sunday. Taddy seven oh seven, what's up, man? Uh, through all the doubly Hawks and Federer picks, right, bro? Spencer Hawes, Jimmy Ferdet, Quincy Doobie, all those dudes, man. Thomas Robinson. Oh, uh, uh, Sauce Castillo. I mean, damn. It's it's been hard being the Kings and Ben McLemore over CJ McCollum. Oh, my blood is shaking. Those days are over. Those days are past us. Okay, let's celebrate the now. Let's keep lighting the beam, yo. Let's keep lighting the beam. Like who would have thought before the series started too? How many people actually had the Kings taking the seven? I did. I mean, I have the Warriors in seven before the season started. Like I said, I gave them too much credit for being under this narrative and perception that they could just turn and just flip the switch so fast because they're champions. But again, when you disrespect the season like that, when you, when you disrespect the game and you just kind of going through the motions all year long, yeah, I'm going to turn on the playoffs. Like, oh, I'm, I'm going to sit certain guys out, rest them here and there. Hey, man, the basketball gods are saying, nah, fam. Like this team is hungry. This team is. This team has a bunch of dogs on this team. Like they got dogs on this team, 
and De'Aaron, and it starts with De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox is a dog. This man is, is playing with a damn near broken finger, man. With fractures, with ligaments, uh, you can't even move that thing. Like, And again, he's not making any excuses, and that's what I love about him. I'll, I'll make the excuses for him and, and every other Kings fan. Because we know that that was a huge reason why he was turning the ball over early on. Because he could not dribble the damn basketball. And once his once his, once the adrenaline kicked in, and he was and he just got a little bit of confidence offensively, he just turned the switch on in transition, attacking the basket. He just needed to see that ball go in. But he was locked in defensively from the from the jump. I mean, this dude was locked in. And again, not many guards that are elite offensively take on the challenge to try and guard. The greatest point guard to ever live in Steph Curry. Try and guard a very good two-way wing in Andrew Wiggins. To guard Jordan Poole, who's in theory good offensively. Like, he'll guard anybody. He doesn't care who it is. He's going to take on that challenge, and you got to love that. And that's how you lead by example. That's how the rest follow. You set the tone. And that's how it goes, man. And that's what Mike's wanted from him all year long. Set the tone. You're the head of the snake. And he's done that. De'Aaron Fox is him. The Kings finally have a superstar. And it's amazing to see and watch and watch him grow. And, you know, like I said, when I was having those conversations with them at McCooney, just, just to understand his psyche... His mental of where he's at in life, you know, he he, had, he was still about a month and a half from having his baby, because his wife was due like a month and a half later, which was close to the all-star break. And to understand where he was at from a mental perspective, like it was so good to hear, and I was like, man, like this team's in good hands with, with, with this guy leading the way. He respects his coach, he never had a coach in my ground, he was held him accountable. Just from the fairy jump, you gotta love it, man. And as Mike Brown said, he still has another level to actual race. That's freaking scary for the NBA. The team of is already so damn good. That is scary. Kings and seven.
to. Okay, we're back, we're back. Audio is back again. That's what I'm saying, like this thing moves. Like, like this thing controls it all, so that's the root of the issue is damn Ken Link. Um, comment down below if the audio is, is, is still bad. But yes, it's, it's crazy. Rocky, Rocket theme come G1. Okay, but... Yeah, man, that's... Like, I'm trying to think. Should we break down some of the poem? I'm tired. Yeah, I, I definitely got to fix a lot of these things, man. Like, it is so frustrating because I know a lot of people want, a lot of people were on in, in, the, in that initial one. Whatever, man, it is what it is. The, the, the low people will always be on here. I appreciate every single one of you guys that are still here, whether it be one uh, or whatever it is, man. But I got to fix some things that I wasn't anticipating, which is unfortunate, but that's just what technology does to you. You got to roll with the punches. Um... You know, I'm, I'm using the, 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 the damaged one. I don't know if I installed a new one right. I was like, man, I'm getting tired of this. I gotta fix my wireless mics. I mean, I'm using the, like I said, a, a shotgun mic right now. It's, it's not, it doesn't sound terrible. But obviously it's not as crispy as my expensive type of equipment. So it is what it is, man. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for all the love and support. It's been a damn, damn good season it's been a damn good season and i'm just happy that y'all been here through the ride man through this journey so appreciate y'all and i'll see you guys on the next one peace